0: They say you should bloom where you're planted, and today's guest will help you do just that. I'm joined a little later by your favorite plant auntie, Katura of Terracotta Potties. But first, let's get into some categories. As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is welcome back to the show welcome back to another week of category is it is a hot one in the u.s i know in philly it's been blazing hot but in like the midwest um the southwest it's been like a million degrees degrees <laughs> <laughs> so this week i'm drinking another arnold palmer it is the sweet tea vodka and lemonade situation um really because it's all i got And it's been too hot to go to the liquor store because it used to be like three blocks down the street, but then they moved it um, to a new location. So this one closed, I want to say a few weeks ago, maybe like a month or so ago. And now the new one is down by Target. It's not like that far, like when you look at it, but it's far enough that I don't feel like walking. And it's hot. So I just got to drink what I got. So happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there, except for Nick Cannon, who is our first category this week. And Nick Cannon was doing the absolute most for Father's Day. Um, So if you know Nick Cannon, he is the ex-husband of Mariah Carey. Um, He's really big on Nickelodeon. And um, he has a lot of shows there, like and Out and something else. Um, he was the host of <laughs> The Masked Singer. I think he was the host of America's Got Talent, too. I can't remember. But, I mean, he stays employed, so that's good. And it's good because he got a lot of mouth to feed. It was um, <laughs> announced that he most recently had um, a set of twin boys. And now on Father's Day, his latest baby mama announced that she is also pregnant and expecting another son at some point in the new future. I mean, she looked heavily pregnant. So this will be Nick's seventh child total, his fourth child born in less than a year, which is the most ghetto shit I've ever heard. Heard of, like, talk about Project Twins. He got Project Quadruplets, like, four kids in less than a year. And I guess he was like, Look, I'm only doing one drop off down at the elementary school. <laughs> I'm not riding all the way across town dropping all these kids off at their different schools. But four in a year is a lot. I don't know how many baby mamas he actually has. Let me Google this real quick. So, (laughs) yeah, (sighs) Jesus. So he has, looks like four, well, I'm not even going to say Mariah's a baby mama, because they were actually married, but he essentially turned the most iconic woman in music into a baby mama. Fuck you, Nick Cannon. Um, Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. So he and Mariah were married. They had their set of twins um rock and roll. Then he had a <laughs> these names too, Nick. He had a son named Golden Sagan, which sounds like a Chinese food restaurant. Um and then he had with the same woman, he had a daughter named Powerful Queen. <laughs> so that Took him up to four, um, with this set of twins that was just born. He named one Zion, Mc. Uh, how do you pronounce this? Mc. Um, mix, I don't know. It sounds like an antibiotic, and <laughs> he probably needs one with all these women he's messing with. But um, and then the other one is named Zillion <laughs> Air. First name Zillian, middle name heir, like heir to the throne, but I guess you pronounce it Zillionaire, like he has a zillion dollars, girl. I guess. And then the last one, the woman who's pregnant, so that's that's six, and then the woman who's pregnant now will make seven. And she says that she's going to name this one Zen, Z-E-N, so I guess the theme was the letter Z because (laughs) these babies are brought to you by the letter Z, which all these Z-list ladies are probably hoping, and I think this is probably what their motivation was. They probably were hoping that, yeah, if I get with Nick Cannon and have this baby, then Mariah Carey going to show up at his birthday party, at at the Father's Day, down at the family reunion. So I (laughs) bet you that was their motivation for trying to get with Nick Cannon and have these babies. Like it it don't make no sense to me. I mm, I can't. I can't. I'm done. And the other Father of the Year award goes to <laughs> Tristan Thompson, who is the baby daddy of Chloe Kardashian. I, you know what, Chloe? Yeah, oh, you just need to give up, girl, because on Sunday, well, her 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 whole storyline, um, this past season, the final season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, was that she and Tristan reunited, and she was afraid to tell the family that they were back together, um, and so they were like hiding, um. Uh, not hiding, but they weren't she wasn't like telling them that they were back together, and then she crafted this story that she just wanted to have another child with him, and it was gonna be like an i v f situation, so he was literally just gonna jerk off into the cup and they were gonna fertilize some eggs, implant them into chloe or a surrogate, and then just have another kid um so that their the daughter they have. Now we'll have like a full gen- genetic sibling um, girl. Okay. And then they, over the course of like the this, this season, you know, they were, ba- they were back together basically, but they were trying to act like they weren't for the cameras. And so anyway, she's posting, um, you know, all this stuff about um, Tristan on, on father's day oh he's i'm so happy to have him in my life and you know he's such a great father to their daughter and then he also has a son from another relationship and um yeah that story did not age very well because the next day apparently (laughs) drake had a party and he did not invite me so fuck you drake (laughs) but he had a party At some house, like, in L.A., Tristan apparently was there. It was, like, Drake, Diddy. um, I read that Chris Brown was there, and he allegedly had an altercation with some woman um, a little later. But anyway, uh, Tristan allegedly went into, like, a back private room situation with three women. And... (laughs) Reemerged sometime later, looking disheveled. So, I mean, (laughs) listen. I mean, I'm not mad that, but to me, like, girl, you wanted to get caught because one, okay, you know, she might can keep it quiet. Two, and you're pushing it. But three, women at a party that's not. I mean, it's not like a. I'm sure it's a private party, but it's not like a private party where like they confiscate phones and like all this stuff and signing an NDAs. Apparently not, but um, yeah. So that story came out, and 20 minutes later, <laughs> it was the news article that Chloe is done with Tristan Thompson, like or Thomas. What is his like? I don't know his last name, but um, but yeah, girl. Like you should have seen that coming. And this is the same person who, I mean, this ain't his first time doing it. And you know what they say, the way you got him is the way you lose him. Because this man is a known cheater. He's a no good heartbreaker. He's a liar and a cheater. And it's like, girl, it's like, girl, you've been down this road before. Like, even with the whole, um, uh, what was her name? Jordan Woods thing. Like, you owe Jordan the biggest apology, reconciliation, because we already knew Tristan ain't shit. I mean, yeah, it sucks that he tried it with your sister's best friend, but the way y'all treated her after that, calling her all out her name and doing all this, that, and the third, um, trying to vilify this woman, that was a misdirect because clearly Tristan don't give a fuck about you, that baby. Or them embryos down to the IVF because he trying to get what's his. And and girl, I guess. I mean, <laughs> too bad this didn't play out on Keeping Up With The Kardashians. But I know y'all got that Hulu deal. So maybe it'll be featured on there. We'll see. That is all the categories for the week. Shout out to the good dads out there who are holding it down and, and not doing all this foolishness. Shout out to my two brothers who are the best dads that I know. They just started some construction outside, but hopefully y'all can't hear that. But um, let's welcome to the show my next guest. This is so fun. Um, her name's is She's an Atlanta native photographer, and um, she has a passion for plants. So she purchased her first plant in 2018, a fiddle leaf fig named Harold, and she has since grown her plant family to over 28 plant babies, um, she offers plant rehab, um, plant care advice, and she shares the struggles and successes of um, like growing and propagating plants. So if you're a plant parent, this is the person for you. Welcome to the show Katura. So I am here today with my new friend Katura the plant auntie (laughs) extraordinaire, your favorite plant auntie. She's the creator of Terracotta Hotties on Instagram, plant lover, rehab specialist. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: (laughs) You know, I was excited to get you on the show because I have a lot of questions about plants and admittedly I'm not the best with, with plants. And I was trying to like really unpack like what that was about. Um, (laughs) But I I think it had to do with like growing up in South Carolina, we had a huge yard and it it would take me and my brothers like a day and a half to like mow the whole thing. So I think that's where I kind of turned off from like plants (laughs) and yard work and gardening (laughs) and all that stuff. So tell me about how you got into plant life and like what really drives you and motivates you and excites you about it.
1: Sure. So one, to your point, is indoors. So I don't have to sweat. I'm (laughs) hot. I don't have to do any of the other crazy stuff. But um, a little history. So my grandfather was actually um, obsessed with indoor plants. He also was a gardener. He loved his garden. He had a garden. He did landscape. You name it. He knew how to do it. Um, Trickled down to my dad, who has outdoor garden, loves to cut grass and do all the extra stuff we are not about to do. Um, And um, my mom, she also loved indoor plants. So it just kind of trickled on down to me. And um, I actually started... Uh, My plant collection, when me and my now fiance moved in together in 2018, um, I was like, dude, I'm about to deck out this apartment and it's gonna have plants everywhere. So um, I did my research on plants. We had an apartment lined up, signed it, you know, all the paperwork Mm -hmm. and stuff. And come to find out, it was like down in this dungeon because they had to change it at the last minute. So we had a patio door and two windows. And so I bought my first plant. I was thinking I could still make this work. So I got one plant, a fiddle leaf fig and um, he toughed it out. But I, after that year, I was like, nah, dude, we gotta get out of here. Like he needed sun, my plant needed sun. I hated being like in the basement. So he moved um, early in 2019 or late 2018 and our new apartment had a sunroom and that's when it just took off. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew now I have all the windows, all the space I need, get all the plants I want, and that's what I did, <laughs> and now I'm here. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I wish y'all could see that. She has like so many plants in the background. I'm a little <laughs> jealous, a little jealous. Uh,
1: well, I think this, you'll, be, you'll want plants, I promise you.
0: So, they really scare me. They, they really Ooh. scare me because I feel like for me, um, I feel like it's probably more scary than having like a kid or like an animal because with a, with a dog or like a, a pet, you know what they want. Like if you give them some food or, you know, they want to be cut a little mm-hmm. bit but with a plant it's like, you need some water today? Like you need, need to do, they do fertilize I mean? you like what's going on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I can't speak to the dog part. Um, yes, they do, but they're less. I love my dog, y'all, but she can be a pain. So like, uh, plants are a little less of a nuisance, but they'll let you know when they need to be watered. I mean, they show different signs, of course, of needing to be watered. Um, The most pests you'll have is bugs, but again, I can help you do that. You're gonna get plants, like everybody needs plants.
0: And I really want a fiddle, a fiddle um, leaf fig because, yeah, because we have these tall ceilings like down um, in the living room. I think it would look perfect, like in this one corner. And my, I'm just picturing it like right there. But those are like really fickle, right? Like they can be pretty temperamental.
1: Yes. So I am the biggest fan of fiddle leaf figs. So if anybody slanders them, I'm like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. But that's very true. So. If you have like a nice city, you have tall ceilings. Do you have tall, bright windows too? Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect! Yeah, they'll love it. So they need six, well, four to six hours of bright indirect light all day, mm-hmm. well, for that amount of time, and they'll thrive. They won't give you any problems. They won't, you know. The only thing you really have to worry about is when you bring them home from the nursery to your house. If you're not giving it that adequate light, mm-hmm. it can start acting up. So it'll start losing leaves, changing colors. Like even this one behind me is doing its own thing. But that's because I moved, and he's like all upset. But Harold, um, yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh, everybody knows Harold. That's him. He doesn't look as healthy as he did in the beginning, but he'll get there. Her- Harold is famous.
0: He's like all over your page.
1: Yes, everybody <laughs> knows Harold. I'm like, dude, you're a celebrity.
0: <laughs> do you name all the plants?
1: I did in the beginning. Now they're just like sis and bro and that's it. I can't I can't keep <laughs>
0: them. How, how many plants do you have? Because it looks like a jungle
1: well and this is surprisingly only four but i have maybe close to 40 to 50 plants everywhere yeah um and funny enough the ones behind me are a lot of the ones that started with me when i first moved the second time um but i have lots they're everywhere like you really can't see it but there's like one over here there's one right here (laughs) There's two over there. <laughs> There's plants everywhere. But yeah, I'm telling you, once you get your first one, you're going to be like, oh, I can do it. Let's go get five more.
0: <laughs> probably, probably not. Because like you said, when you bring them home, like they're thriving at the store. Like they, uh, I don't know what they're doing at like Lowe's or Home Depot out in the garden section. And mm-hmm. then once you bring them home, maybe is it like just the change in environment or is it like the, like you said, the lighting might be different or is it that you're I feel like it's like I'm either giving them too much attention or like not enough.
1: Yeah. um, So it could be a blend of both. Mm -hmm. Right. So coming back from the nursery, especially Lowe's and Home Depot, they have that cool greenhouse Mm -hmm. that we don't always. Well, most of us don't have. And so what you are wanting to do is make sure, of course, you're giving it adequate light you're not watering it every day because I found that a lot of people do that. And I'm like, no, don't do that. You gotta make sure um, you're watering it when the soil is dry, Um, location, and then also the type of environment that you live in. So if you like to keep it super cool in your house, and I mean like below 50 in the summertime, which is crazy, Mm -hmm. it's not gonna live of course. Um, If you put it in a, window that's too bright, the leaves will burn. If it's not enough light, they'll die. Um, If you get it home and water it immediately, I'm pretty sure at Home Depot and Lowe's, they water those plants pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. And watering it immediately is always a killer because a lot of times the soil they have in those nursery pots aren't the best soil mixes to for that particular plant or just for the plants that breathe in general. So um, you want to actually wait a few weeks for it to acclimate. And then I usually repot it after a few weeks. If it's one of these mature plants, of course, baby ones, they like to sit in it because they're still growing. So smaller plants, but like if you're going with something a little bit more mature, you want to look for um, when you're in the store, bugs or webs or anything crawling on your plant. Um, if it's been watered, like, right as you got there, if it's super wet, leave it. Um, yeah, and they just want to make sure you're putting it in a place in your home that's away from pets, of course, um, vents, because vents can cause the drafts and the changing of the leaves. But those are the main things to look out for, but everybody can do plans like i mean it like everybody it's just knowing what to look for when you go and i think that's kind of the hiccup that most people have is what to look for and then what to do when they get at home Mm -hmm.
0: okay and with you know the whole health situation the pandemic going on and people are now or were now been i guess because they're coming out of it um like stuck at home did you see like more people were interested in indoor plants and like yes. that growing?
1: Oh, funny story. So I originally started posting my plants on my personal page on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And one day I was like, you know, I'm gonna just nobody cares because I have a photography business too. And I was like, these people are looking for somebody to take their pictures. They don't care about my plants. So let me just make a separate page for it and see what happens. So I did that. A few weeks later, COVID happened, and it was just like everybody bought plants. Everybody was looking for plant tips, especially in the Black community, which was like, this is dope. But I didn't, you know, I just kind of did it on a whim, not because if that's what was happening, but I kind of like, well, I guess that happened as I created my page. So yeah, um, a lot of people are using plants as like... um, not coping mechanisms but coping mechanisms because a lot of people are home alone it gives them something to care for bigger purpose things like that so yes plants took off during COVID but the greatest thing that I did see is that it took off in the black community and that was awesome like the black plant community Mm -hmm. is the best place to be like like, it's, like, a club, but with plants. <laughs> it's great. Love greenhouse. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's been great.
0: So, since you do have a lot of plants, like, how mm-hmm. do you plan, like, or do you travel? Like, because if someone has to come over and, like, take care of all of that, like, are you ever nervous that you're going to come home when your plants are
1: just gone um yes i do travel um i have a process of how to water my plants when i'm traveling (laughs) because nobody's coming in here while i'm not here but um that is a thing though um somebody trustworthy but i just stay too far from anyone but um yeah so what i do is i wait to the very last minute to water them so um like my larger plants, I water them probably the day before I go, right. wherever I'm going. And then um, my smaller plants, same thing. I probably water my larger plants a day or two before, but my smaller plants, for sure, I water them right before I'm leaving, like that late that night, just so it prolongs the um, moisture in the soil. But I'm usually not gone for more than a week, so they usually hang on pretty well. Now, when we open up, open up, I don't know what I'm going to do if I start traveling a little bit longer. Yeah. I may have to consider someone coming in, but usually watering them. And what I also like to do is a few weeks prior, I kind of adjust the watering schedule okay. so I can water up to that very last point um, right before I go. So that is thing that is something to consider, too, um, if you travel a lot, um, especially if let's say, hypothetically, you travel a lot for work. Mm-hmm. Um, There's specific plants that you can get that are drought tolerant, because I have a few that I absolutely forget about and they grow like crazy. So you have options, but I usually just wait until the very last minute to water them.
0: Okay, and then how do you manage like being at home? Because aren't they probably all on different like, watering schedules and they mm-hmm. don't require the same amount of like attention or anything?
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, It just depends. Um, And you'll kind of know your plant over time. Um, But yes, so like, for instance, the smaller plants, of course, because they're smaller, they're going to require more frequent watering. So I water those every week. Without a doubt, every week, my smaller plants get water. Um, My larger plants, it depends. So some like a couple of the ones behind me are here all the time. Um, so I know like in this particular area where they get a lot of sun, I know I'll be watering them every week or week and a half. Um, for some of the plants that are in the more shadier area of my home, they'll dry up a bit slower Mm -hmm. because there's not as much sun. And so I'll scale those back to maybe two weeks, but, um, the best way to acclimate your plants to a watering schedule is a moisture meter. Um, moisture meters are a little device with two prong legs that you kind of stick into your soil and it'll tell you, you know, how wet or how dry your soil is. And this has really helped me um, get my plants on a pretty set watering schedule because it was pretty consistent over time, depending on the seasons. So that's kind of how I determine it. But the larger the plant, the more water it will need, but the less you'll probably have to water it. Um, but again, that's your house conditions, your mm-hmm. home conditions too, like where you have it sitting at in your home.
0: Okay, too. cool. Yeah, we have a um, one of those meters. I think we got it on Amazon. It's like a little little device and it has like a little digital like reader on it. And, it's, and yeah, the thing, is. yeah. Because we, <laughs> my boyfriend wanted to get a Meyer lemon tree and I was like, that thing is not gonna grow <laughs>
1: <anywhere.">
0: <laughs> And he was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get, you know, this little device that's gonna tell you underwater and blah blah blah. And really? we had it for probably like a year and a half, almost two years, and we had one lemon <laughs> grow.
1: Really? So, yeah. Well that's success though. It that was because
0: of- it was it was fun because when like the flowers would bloom and then like I would like pollinate the flowers with a little paint and a little brush. And then yeah. once you saw like the, the lemons start growing, it was like, okay, so we would like watch it like every day and it would keep yeah. getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you know, then it started to turn yellow and it was like, oh, but then it fell off then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, dang it. Yeah,
0: and it. Like the next um, like spring, it did bud again, but like mm-hmm. no, no lemons grew that year. So,
1: hmm. yeah. Now I will say I had, well, I had some lemon leaves because it didn't make it to be a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was over it. And I just <laughs> <did> it. <laughs> but um, I want to see are outdoor plants. So if I don't know if you have a patio or not, that gets a lot of sun.
0: We do now. Like back then we were in the apartment and in the condo, but it didn't have, it had a big like window and
1: yeah.
0: it got enough light, but I guess it wasn't enough for it to like really yeah. thrive.
1: Yeah, because I was going to say, you could stick it outside if it's shaded, and they usually love partial sun, because I just recently bought a banana tree, Mm. and I'm like, oh, Wickrow's bananas? Mm -hmm. Oh, let's see how this works. Not in here, it's not. So I took it outside.
0: (laughs) To the trash.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I doubt anything will happen, but she's cute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I I do want to ask you about, because you don't just do, like, growing a plant that's already, like, thriving. You do rehab, like, rehabbing Mm -hmm. plants. So, like, what kind of um, situations are, like, rehab situations for a plant? And, like, how do you, you know, bring it back to life?
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, oh, I love rehabs. So, I started it with my sister because she lived at home and you would think her room got like all this light, but it didn't. So she was like, you know, Victoria, like I have this plant at home. That's just like, I think it's going to die. Can I bring it over? And I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. And Maurice, that plant looks so bad. What have you been doing? And so um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to revive this plant. I know it's not dead. If there's green, it's still alive. So I clipped all his leaves off, staked them up to help his little arm Mm -hmm. because it was broke and um, repotted them, gave him some good soil. And he bounced back so well. And I was like, dude, I may be on to something here. And so um, once I posted her plan and a slew of her other plants that were dying, (laughs) because her room didn't get as much light as she thought. Um, I just had friends like saying, hey, can I bring my plan over? Can I do this? and I do that? And really, a lot of times it's just sometimes it's just the same things like light and watering. Mm -hmm. And um, once I got the hang of that, it just took off. Um, What I love about it is just like Taking something from what people think is nothing mm-hmm. and turning it or giving it the life it should have. Um, but yeah, rehabbing, I just <laughs> I can't even explain it. It's really cool. It's just really cool to see. Yeah. But um, I'm sorry if I forgot your question. <laughs> <I'm> really excited. <laughs>
0: So if, what happens like if is it is it like um like aside from like just getting not getting enough water, getting too much water or too much light, um if are there like plant injuries? Like it just breaks or we had um like one of our plants it fell over and then it kind of mm-hmm. like broke a little bit. Do you do like that yeah. kind of stuff?
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes It is still salvageable. Um, It just depends. Mm -hmm. So like for hers, for instance, it was a corn plant and they have like these stalks that kind of stand like this and then the leaves grow from it. And that was pretty much broken Mm -hmm. off. And so I staked it up to help it rebuild its structure back up. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have one that's like one of the trailing plants and they kind of break apart you can oftentimes just split those up um and make two plants so it just depends on the actual break but i want to say about 85 90 percent of the time you can save it
0: maybe it's like karate kid remember in karate kid where the guy like broke the bonsai tree
1: <laughs> that one i think is gonna be <laughs> saveable but <laughs> If it's a queen break with roots, you're good. <laughs> you no, know,
0: they saved it in the movie because he, like, yeah. wired it up, and he, like, um like just gave it all this extra attention, and he was, like, pruning and, and trimming it, like, all the time. I think it survived and grew really? back,
1: yeah. Oh, Karate Kid is a classic, but I do not remember it. Yeah, it was a was long time ago. That. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, a lot, because um, I've seen people, like, Stake their plants back up in a way, velcro it, mm-hmm. and just leave it over time. And sometimes it, you know, gains its stability back mm-hmm. to withstand its own, you know, strength to be on its mm-hmm. own. But it really just depends on the plant and the break.
0: Okay, cool. So, how do you feel about like indoor gardening? Like, growing like vegetables and fruits and like herbs do you do any of that or is it just plants
1: oh well i've tried it uh-huh. and then now it's just plants okay <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not your thing. Um, no and i just well i tried green onions but that's easy so i don't even think that really counts because you, you just, just put stick it them in some water, water yeah. and they take off i've had basil that i tried to grow indoors and she didn't like me so i gave mm. it to her friend um. Yeah, those are the only two. Cause I was like, Mm-mm. I. Oh, I did recently buy um eucalyptus. I mean, I love eucalyptus. It's the plant mm-hmm. to have like different branches around the house and stuff. Didn't like me. I burned that. Oh, wow. It's on the front porch now, in hopes that she survives. But if not. <laughs> <laughs> But I've tried, and they don't love me, so no. I'm like, school, stick to what you know. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> that is true. So it is time to play a game. It's time for our category is Quickie. It's five rapid-fire questions. There is no wrong answer, so just say whatever comes to your mind, okay? Are you ready?
1: Yes. First,
0: ready. First question. Do you prefer a cactus or a succulent?
1: Cactus.
0: Roses or orchid?
1: Roses.
0: (laughs) Live plants or cut flowers?
1: Live plants.
0: And how many hours of sunlight do you require a day?
1: (laughs) I'm in Atlanta, so it's hot. So I'd say like five. (laughs) I'm going in the house after that.
0: (laughs) True that. I don't like the outside. Mm -hmm.
1: I miss humidity, and hair. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and then last question: like, what is the best plant for a beginner?
1: Oh, there's multiples. Um, but the first one I say that looks really nice is a ZZ plant. Okay. Um, snake plants. Mon- oh, sorry. <laughs> um, monsteras, um, monsteras are good. Let's see. Cactus are good um what else do i have in here everybody loves pothos pothos i don't know that one
0: what's it look like Eh,
1: well they're a trailing plant i'm not a fan of them, but they're like a trailing plant um you can find them anywhere nowadays but um they all they have different varieties so it's hard to explain it they're leggy they're um have small stems with a little leaf on it, but they usually come in like a big basket kind of deal, or they grow into a big basket. And they just trail, really easy to grow, really easy to care for, all kind of varieties you can name. Um, beautiful plant, just not my cup of tea. Um, philodendrons are beautiful um, and easy care plants. They don't really, in my experience, um, have a lot of pest issues um diseases are snake plants either and that's what i kind of steer new beginner plant parents to because if you have to deal with pests early on you'll be like i don't want plants anymore so i usually suggest those because those have the least amount of problems
0: cool Mm -hmm. and that about wraps it up do you want to tell people where to find you on social media
1: Sure. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Terracotta Hotties, and that's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> Hotties is H-O-T-T-I-E-S. But yeah, hit me up and ask me some plant questions, plant advice, plant rehabs, <laughs> whatever you want.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: You're welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've had a great time and happy Pride. Thank
0: you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. Mm-hmm.
0: So thank you so much to Katora of Terracata Hotties. I'll put all her information down in the show notes. That was a fun conversation. And I believe it was because she reminds me of my favorite cousin. And it was just so easy to talk to Katora. And I, th- I believe that's why we had a vibe. It was, it was good. I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, all her information will be down in the show notes. Feel free to DM her if you have any... Um, Plant questions or if you are, you know, need some rehab um, advice or anything for your plants or if you're just thinking about a plant and, and um, you know, want some guidance on what will be like easy to care for and and not scare (laughs) you like i'm scared of getting some plants but yeah be sure to check her out and now let's get into my i said what i said for this week and it's to piggyback off of a comment that this rapper named trick daddy so i don't know if you know trick daddy he's from miami um he was hot in like the nine nines in the 2000s um so like trick daddy trina um and who else is from miami that host that whole group um but yeah he was in the news a while um a few days ago because he was on this app called clubhouse which i'm not really familiar with but it's basically like an audio app where you have to get invited into like a chat room and a lot of uh celebrities go on there and they talk about different things and i know um It's supposed to be unfiltered because it was one of the ones where uh, I think we talked a while back about how Kevin Hart joined the Kevin Hart is not funny clubhouse chat room and they ate him alive in there. But, you know, tens for him because he was in this Netflix movie called Fatherhood um, and it was the number one movie in on Netflix. Um, It's about a um, father who his wife died in childbirth and now he, he has to like you know, basically take care of and raise the child on his own and all the, you know, stuff that that happens with that. I think, you know, it's kind of like a real world, real life kind of situation because a lot of um, black uh, maternal health outcomes are not as good um, as as other as others as whites. So, yeah, it's a good. Well, I haven't seen it, but I heard it was good so i don't know we'll see but for you can Hart. but um so yeah back to, to trick daddy he uh was in the clubhouse chat room and he made a statement that beyonce cannot sing and of course the beehive went crazy he also said that jay-z is not the greatest rapper alive um but you know what jay-z says I don't make the list, don't be mad at me. I just make the hits like a factory. But um so with that statement, it there is some truth to it because I mean the longer statement he said, Trick Daddy says that Beyonce doesn't write her music, that she's not the greatest um vocalist, that uh Jay-Z's not the best well, he says he's not the best rapper alive, but then he elaborates and says that um that um biggie small's death and i believe 97-ish 98-ish it essentially created and then tupac as well it kind of created this vacuum in like the hip-hop rap world where biggie and tupac were like the at the height 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 of their careers and they were the greatest lyricist rappers um at the time but you know it created this power vacuum essentially that now it's like who's going to be the new supreme who's going to be the new top rapper and you know before 97 jay-z was mediocre at best like his um first number one hit again was he was on heartbreaker by mariah carey um so he wasn't the i mean he was like up and coming, but he wasn't the best, and I think uh just it's a bit hard because you know to say he's not the best alive today, uh, I don't know, I think maybe he's come up a little bit since then, but you know, I guess, but then you know, is beyonce the <laughs> is she the best singer? No, can she sing? she can hold a note uh, but then let's look at her origin she's in Destiny's child for a while um which is a group and you know they were clearly like um preparing her to to do this solo career her first cd didn't come out until 2003 um remember aaliyah died in 2001 and i believe that had aaliyah not died in that plane crash that it would like Beyonce would <laughs> be mediocre at best. She would be like the C list, and I think you know that whole power back vacuum of like, okay, now who's gonna be the next like R and B diva? You know, in that world, I had Aaliyah not passed away. I believe it would be Aaliyah. Like everything would be Aaliyah these days because she was lit- like her career was literally about to go into another level. Like she had. The albums were taking off, the movies were starting, and then, you know, she um, had that that point crash, but I think they need to be lucky, and the Illuminati, you know, ordered whatever they needed to order to make that happen, but, you know, it's, Jay-Z and Beyonce probably wouldn't have obtained the level of, of success that they enjoy today had you know these things not happened. like had biggie and or tupac been alive today jay-z who you singing the hooks on other people's songs you know had aaliyah not passed away be what how do you pronounce that oh you that girl from destiny's child oh, okay like i think things would have been a lot different today had certain things not happened um The way they did because even if you remember like they were still in destiny's child um around the early 2000s they were like okay we're gonna do our solo projects and michelle did her her gospel album which did really well i forget the name of it um kelly did the um her cd she had like the nelly song she had um so much success with that that they kept pushing Dangerously in love, back and pushing it back and pushing it back, because they were you know trying to wait for this moment where you know it would be all about beyonce, so I yeah, I think that they knew that they were trying to wait for the right moment and wait for certain things to happen in order to, for uh Beyonce to take off the way she did. so I'm not going to enter that be that clubhouse chat conversation, but I think there is some credibility to what. Uh, trick daddy said so and i'm gonna just leave it at that so my tens 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 across the board this week are all sports related i do have more than one um so t- first i'm giving tens to laurel hubbard she's a new zealand weightlifter she'll be the first transgender athlete to compete in the olympic games um tens for you girl because you know here in the u.s we have all these states enacting laws um saying that trans women can't compete in the same um can't compete with um cisgendered girls and women in the in the sporting event so that's another topic for another day but tens for you laurel hope you get hope you get that gold medal my next 10 is going to Carl nasib he's a uh football player for the Las Vegas. I didn't even know they moved to Vegas. The Raiders. Because I wonder in Oakland. I don't know too much about the football, y'all. But yeah. So anyway. Carl Nassib he's actually from Westchester, PA, so not um not too far from from Philadelphia. He is a defensive end for Las Vegas Raiders in uh the NFL. And he came out as gay. Tens for him for doing that. He's the first active football player to come out as gay, which, you know, is a big thing because I know a lot of um athletes, they will come out like after they're done playing. So it kind of, you know, not lessened the impact, but, you know, it it they're not actively playing. So there's it the dynamics are different. Um but yeah, he posted on his social media that he had been wanting to come out for a long time, but he, you know, just thought Hey, it's Pride Month. I'm gonna do it um, today, and he did. So the Vegas Raiders um, posted a message of support. Um, Carl also said that he was going to donate a hundred thousand dollars to the Trevor Project, um, which is an organization um, that helps LGBT youth. And the NFL or the team—I can't remember—but they matched his donation to um, to the Trevor Project. So tens to the NFL for that. He's been getting all kinds of support from, you know, various football players and, um, athletes across, across the realm. I know Michael Sam is somewhere like shitting a brick because he's like, this could have been my moment. If you don't know, Michael Sam was the Missouri football player, um, who came out like right before the draft. And for me, it was the timing of it all. Like. It was more like a, a like a stunt. It was like he was a stunt queen. Like, I'm going to come out as gay right before the draft, and if I don't get picked, then y'all are homophobic. And I felt like that's what it was. But, I mean, he did. His stats weren't great, like, his first couple years in um at Missouri. Then, like, his last year, he kind of blew up. And then you know that got him a lot of attention. I believe he was co-defensive player of the year that year. And then um, he came out, and then he got picked at the draft. But then I believe it was lower than he had hoped for or wanted. And then um, he kissed that the his boyfriend at the time. They kissed when he um, got drafted, and that was like a, a like a you know big thing. And then. It just seemed it was very media-thirsty. Um, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, he also did Dancing with the Stars. And I think that's where I know him from the most. But And he also did, like, a documentary or, like, a reality show. And it was just like, girl, you're doing the most. And, you know... Not to erase you know his moment of like him coming out and him you know essentially paving the way for Carl to come out, but uh, I mean tens of YouTube like but girl, I hope you ain't spent all your stimulus check yet, but um <laughs> then my last tens this week is going to Shikari Richardson, she is a um track and field runner and she is the fastest woman in the world now because the mama blew them girls away down at the qualifying uh, for the olympics so she was running in 100 meters and you know trying to qualify for the um for the olympics and she had on this bright orange uh wig now when she first started in the final like mama started off slow but then she speeded up and she won she won the race it was like 10.86 seconds um you know easily qualified she dusted them girls in the second half so that last 50 meters she came back and um she credited her girlfriend um with picking out her wig for the day and (laughs) it is literally this bright orange and she said that, you know, the wig kind of speaks to her personality, just loud and vibrant, and that's who she is. And she wanted to make a statement, and Mama did that, so she going to the Olympics. And I just wonder how fast she could have run if she didn't have the wig on, because that had to slow her down a bit, like the drag and like the aerodynamics of it not the best girl because you had that ponytail at the top too like i know that kind of messed up your your flow but i mean you gotta look good you gotta look good (laughs) and and you did so we're gonna see you hopefully down to the podium at the olympics in tokyo stay healthy girl um (laughs) wraps up the show for this week thank y'all so much for joining next week um i will have a very special show for you all next week it'll be a little bit different than um what i've been doing recently so stay tuned for that stay safe stay healthy and i'll see y'all next week thanks for joining me for another week i really hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did please be sure to like rate and review the show wherever you're listening to the category is right now category is podcast is recorded in philadelphia the show is hosted edited mixed and produced by me maurice smith